0: Wilson Kors wants to hop on the controversy train. It's harder than ever to run a brewery, and people can't wait to start. Weird Trends of 2023. A beer can made for sodomizing chickens. On the grill. Uh, on the grill. We, 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 uh, we want to make sure. On the grill. Uh, this is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer. A beacon of light in a dark world. A glimmer of hope where there is only despair. A podcast about beer where there is i don't know mostly people screaming incoherently until you buy something or set it on fire or buy something to set on fire the world is weird right now now just drink until it's okay i'm jeremy jones i'm tyler zimmerman
1: that
0: intro was just okay thank you you know what fuck you all right you have written exactly how many intros have you written for this podcast tyler how many
1: all and none at the same fuck, time. Fuck,
0: yeah, dick and all. You just, you, you show up, usually time half... is
1: a flat circle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you show up, usually half in the bag.
1: <laughs> alright, alright, alright.
0: <laughs> you you say some words and you fuck off while I, ha- leaving me to edit this son of a bitch as well. If we are parents, I'm the one that's doing all the work. You're the absentee father who shows up drunk, drops off a, drops up a stuffed animal and leaves with a hooker.
1: And guess who's the fun parent?
0: (laughs) What are you drinking today, (laughs) you asshole? (laughs) Uh, Radio Brewing's Coffee Stout. Uh, An interesting choice?
1: Yeah. Uh, To be completely honest, I forgot to go buy beer today, and I was like, shit!
0: (laughs) And it was in my fridge, so... You can't even be buggered to get beer for this thing. (laughs) You... I was busy at work, and then I was like, I get home. So was I. I was busy at work. I had time to go get beer. Jeremy, you work in a bottle shop where where you can just buy it on your way out the door. And I did that, so I put in more effort than you did. (laughs) You... And you go around to bars you've spent all day like like a like a, uh, a like a, a drunken bee pollinating uh, uh, every bar and bottle shop in a 30 mile area with your uh, with your company's uh, uh, malted hop. So I mean, no, it's more than 30 miles I go. <laughs> OK, I, I picked a number. Listen, I'm like barely. It's late at night. I'm barely functional. I've got a toddler that will not goddamn sleep. You could probably check that. You could probably check that out in the uh, in the Easter egg at the end of the show. You can, I'll probably add the bit of me yelling at him. <laughs> go to sleep, you little shit. He's still not asleep. He's bouncing around his room. So if I suddenly like leave on this podcast, uh, it's because I've gone to go yell at a toddler who is. Who's gonna just stand up and flip you off and be like, No. <laughs> he is he is he is demonstrating a heroic um uh effort to just not sleep. Um I on the other hand, um, since I planned for this, uh, sort of, um do you know Dickhead? Do, do, does your brewery make a rice lager?
1: Uh not yet.
0: God, see you're barely even a brewery. See, that's that's a thing now. You have to make a rice lager. I got a couple of them. Oh,
1: I'm push I'm pushing hard for it. Why?
0: <laughs> I can't figure out the I cannot figure out this this fad. I really
1: Like, I want a four percent super dry like zero play-doh um and just like crisp, crushable, something you wanna drink by the gallon.
0: Um, I got uh, Harlan Brewing's Japanese Lager, uh, and the Fort George, uh, surging, uh, surging waves lager. Uh, starting with the, I started with the Harlan. Uh, this one amuses me because uh, when they came into town, um, uh, the owners of Harlan came in, and the and my salespeople from Scout and all a bunch of people, uh, of course, selling us all the beers, which you know that meant a lot of sampling, which you know we I did very reluctantly because it's my job. Um, and they were and they Alcoholics. were pushed. <clears throat> <clears throat> listen, I only drink at work, and this is the only industry where that's not a statement of uh, of supreme alcoholism. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really the only industry where the the phrase "nah, I'm I'm holding back, so I'm only drinking at work" is not the sign of like serious problems. Um, <laughs> it, it makes sense to people who work here, and if you and if you listen to this podcast, you probably do, and therefore you, you understand what I'm saying. Jeremy, I said that though, and you made fun of me. Yep, that's because I guess that's because you're the deadbeat dad of the podcast, you alcoholic. Anyway, um, <laughs> they were pushing this one. The, the reason I brought it up is they, they were pushing this beer hard. You know, they were like, "Oh yeah, this is one of the best things we do. It's it's super crisp, super light, super drinkable." Um, flash forward like six months to a year later, they came by and 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 well, the sales guy came back and said. Has Scout even been around for a year Six months to a year I want to say like six months okay I don't remember again I'm I'm functioning on the right on the edge of consciousness I might fall asleep before Declan does at this rate uh, <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Um, the point is, is that they came back and said, oh yeah, we, oh yeah, we reformulated. The other one wasn't all that good. And, and, uh, and this one, this one is, this one's like perfectly they reformulated, they rebalanced it. It's, it's perfect, to which I'm going, you guys were like telling me how great the last one was. Now you're telling me it's shit. What the hell's the matter with you?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think I've had that and I was mediocrely uninspired.
0: It is a logger. Um, It's got, it's, it's strangely got like a corn-like sweetness to it. Um, Very minimal, like, um, uh, like spicy hops. Uh, More balanced actually towards the sweetness. I mean, not like, you know, very light body. Uh, Super drinkable. But I feel like, but I feel like maybe not quite as, Straight up dry and 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 hoppy is, I think, uh, not hoppy. You're not going for hoppy for a Japanese lager, I don't think. It's not really a defined style, but uh, I'm not sure it's there. I don't know. I'll compare that to the Fort George and we'll we'll see which one. But in the meantime, um, uh, Tyler, uh, what do you got for us today? Well,
1: Molson Coors thought, you know what? Bud Light's getting all this free press with uh, stirring up ship we should well actually they did it uh the anti-woke police um, decided to stir up and get all offended and uh upset that uh Mo- Miller lights now going woke I saw,
0: uh, I saw this all pop up I'm like they 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 they, they... The hate farmers. The hate farmers are, are are they're just running this playbook. They they've people have gotten complacent about uh, about Budweiser, so they need to uh, they need to throw more. They need to throw more meat at their uh, at their barking dogs, lest they take a minute and think about what they're actually doing for a second and turn on their owners.
1: Yep. Um, so if you're going, guys, what the hell are you talking about? First, well, congratulations Miller on Light...
0: not reading news again. You are—that That is the correct way to approach this world.
1: Mm-hmm. Miller Light for Women's History Month uh, released a commercial in March um, where they had, I want to say it was a comedian, but oh, looks like just actress. Now, I've, in,
0: ha- I've had it, I've had it, uh, uh, her described as a comedian as well, so we can go with either okay. one. Uh, L- uh, Liana Glazer.
1: Yeah, is it Liana or Elena?
0: I see two. I see two straight lines that could be uh, that could be two eyes or an I and an L. So Ilana. Uh,
1: the Forbes article is I L A N A.
0: We'll go with that.
1: Yeah, uh, which came out and it is basically talking about how Miller likes acknowledging the bad shit they did, and they're turning all that. They're buying back all those old bikini ads of uh, the women and the Miller Lite stuff off the internet. They're turning it, that bad shit, into good shit, which is basically turning it into food for worms. uh, Taking that worm shit, using it to plant, to give to farmers to grow hops, to then give to women brewers to make good beer, and then uh, turning the bad shit into good shit is essentially the whole gist of the commercial, um, and, and co- people I, are losing their shit. Did,
0: did, you, did you watch it? I, I, I rather enjoyed yes. it, especially the quote from uh, uh, quote, quote in there, um, uh, you know, quoting uh, Glazer in the ad, from Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and people on the internet and Joe Rogan and everyone came out talking about how they're caving to the woke media and what's it matter, the gender of a brewer. And I'm like, I don't know. I've been, we've been asking you fuck this before, <laughs> but there's some people that go in and are like, this is brewed by a woman. I don't want it. <laughs>
0: I mean oh. but I th- I mean the thing is that this ad campaign came out 2 months ago so it's not new. Um, mm-hmm. I mean they it, what ha- here's what happened. Bud Light ran away crying, the barking dogs started to get bored. Um and and the farmers had to feel had to feed them more bullshit because it's this is a drug they're peddling really. This is it's Well,
1: yeah. I don't I think this is going to fall flat because Bolson Coors is basically standing their ground.
0: Exactly. It came out-
1: It With a statement issued to Forbes that said, This video was about two things, worm poop and saying women shouldn't be forced to mud wrestle in order to sell beer. Neither of these things should be remotely controversial, and we hope beer drinkers can appreciate the humor and ridiculousness of this video from back in March.
0: Um, Elizabeth Hitch, the senior director of marketing came out with this statement. We wanted to acknowledge the missteps of representation of women in beer advertisement by cleaning up not just our shit, but the whole industry shit while benefiting the future of women in beer. Um, and, uh, um, I think also from the, uh, uh, same, uh, Forbes article, um, uh, Adam Collins, the chief communications and corporate affairs officer told Newsweek, uh, that they weren't letting Hitch go, to, you know, no matter how many people were uh, calling for her resignation, saying, quote, people can take issue with our ads, ads and our brands, but we won't stand by as people personally attack our employees, especially given that these are company decisions. They are never made by one single person.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, Anheuser-Busch, please look at how you respond to something like this is how you're supposed to respond to something like this.
0: This was, yeah, this was well done, which is, which was very simple. And listen, this is what we're doing. And if you don't like it, fuck off. We don't. <laughs> and, and basically calling out the like
1: ridiculousness of getting upset about a commercial.
0: And I, I mean, now to now in their defense or in their, I don't know, to their detriment, I'm not sure which, but um they don't it's not like people are going to get pissed and go back to budweiser all right they're running they're, they're running sh- short on uh, on beers that they're running short of alcohol uh, to to retreat to um, if uh, which <laughs> so i saw something on twitter it was
1: i can't remember what page but it was like this random page it was like here's the illusion of choice like all these woke companies own all these other brands. Like, make sure you're not supporting them uh, by buying something that you don't realize, like basically like harping like AB InBev owns all these other companies. And so does Molson Coors. And they're both woke companies. So don't buy like a lesion because it'll go back
0: to that. And I was like, are they like they're... inadvertently pumping craft beer? <laughs> you know, it's, and it's funny you mentioned that because, I, there's been so much fucking uh, 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 ink uh, wasted on th- this continuing controversy, and I'm, I'm I'm still annoyed that we we have to do it. Although I'm it start I, I I bitch about having to do it so often that I think we may get into the getting to the maybe he doth protest too much. Um, but so far, in the stupid amount of things I've read on this only one person has arrived at what i would argue is a sensible conclusion and actually comes from the washington examiner by aaron berg um now berg also bemoans how quote leftist influence uh, how the leftists influence big businesses to become radical activists and how metropolitan ad execs shove their values down the throats of real people blah 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 which whatever aaron uh the culture <laughs> is ch- the culture is changing okay deal with it but the point that he does make that I think is valid. And I think, uh, I mean, there, there's something, something very satisfying for me, uh, uh, is happening right now. Uh, for me personally, being, um, being fairly anti-corporate for, oh, uh, since about 2007, 2008, that was about the time I, uh, uh I was disabused of the fantasy that, uh, that, uh, big business was anything but a cash grab for the rich. And, uh, and, Stomping on the throats of literally everyone else. Um, but welcome to the party, Repu- <laughs> Re- Republicans and conservatives, a few free market types that were like, oh no, we don't want to regulate. Wait, they're doing things we don't like. Yeah, no shit, you dumb shits. So the point that he makes is that I think is valid is if you're pissed about Bud Light or Miller or Jack Daniels, who it came out did a campaign with RuPaul, well, first of all, and this comes from me, not Burke. Uh, you're being manipulated there are people making money off you getting you all riled up don't be a fucking sap think for yourself and second if these values are important to you running to another corporate monolith is not going to be the answer to which you seek he points out the inherent hypocrisy in the fact that while the right wing plays lip service to small businesses and the most con- they, they play lip service the most to small businesses the most conservative parts of this country are also the biggest buyers of macro beer it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a self-serving message Berg himself is the owner of uh, Wise spirits in uh, pasa robla uh, but he also envisions basically a uh he's he he advises people to seek out um small small businesses uh small local local businesses as a way to counter the quote scourge of wokeism that has paraded big breweries, small breweries and again whatever Aaron but the but the core point is valid. Support local. He points out that Travis Tritt famously said that he was uh, uh, taking Anheuser-Busch products uh, off his tour Rider, only to replace it with more corporate garbage, uh, with, this, with a turns out, the same messaging. Um, he envisions what would have happened if one of those big names picked up a beer from their hometown or state and how huge it would be for a relatively obscure name. And... Furthermore, you know, it it goes on about community and and in the article, it says, quote, if people are tired of metropolitan marketing executives shoving out of touch values down their throat, the most effective strategy is to buy products from small businesses in their community. A local brewery in a small Midwestern town is much more likely to share the values of its community members than a large corporation headquartered in a large city hundreds of miles or oftentimes an entire ocean away. Now, of course, he thinks that, he'll, that doing this, uh, uh, the right wing will take over because that's what, really what everyone believes and we can, they can get their country back on track. But actually, I believe something even better will happen. Uh, something closer to a free society, something closer to a democracy, something beyond corporate statements and virtue signalings Where you can meet the people, talk to them, learn what their values really are, not agree on everything, maybe realizing that there are real people who essentially want the same things as you, and perhaps with different ideas on how to get there. Uh, And also beer. Beer not created by billionaires. Uh, Burn all billionaires. That's my takeaway. All right. That's, that's, I mean, that's why I've been trying to, that's, that's kind of been my, from the get-go, is like, why are you people, they're making you fight, you dumb shits. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, okay, so what beer are,
1: what, like, domestic are they going to next? Because everyone hated on PBR because it was owned by Russians. Uh, then Bud Light did their well, thing. Well, so the conservatives now, now like, those conservatives
0: there. now like Russia, which flash, go, go back 40 years and tell people that, and... <laughs> go go yeah. back 40 years and find a find a bow tie wearing republican and say hey in like 40 years there's gonna be a war between russia and ukraine and y'all gonna be on russia's side i was gonna say just wait i can hear ronald reagan going huh <laughs> and you're gonna attack the capital <laughs>
1: be, like, be like yeah reaganomics really played out didn't it <laughs>
0: It worked exactly the way it was supposed to do. It made a lot of uh, the the rich donors even richer.
1: And then I'm going to be like, oh, hey, Nancy, uh, you know that uh, just say no thing? Yeah, weed's legalized in like <laughs> almost every state.
0: Uh. <laughs> Except for this one. I think we're like us in Kansas are the last holdouts. I think even Utah. There are seven
1: states that don't have that have it completely outlawed, Utah does have medical every state that touches fucking idaho is legalized in some form or the other (laughs)
0: remember remember kids free market economics is the way to go
1: yep (laughs) and if you do cash rates accounting you can act like the state of idaho and say look at us we have this huge surplus and then, as soon as the period changes, they pay all their bills and they're in a hole again.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, it's basically how I—it's it's basically how I managed money when I was a, when when I was much younger and had none. Which was like, okay, well, uh, I've got well, I, I've got some drinking money, but I've also have all these bills. So, but I've got all this money, so let's go drinking, and then I'll and then after I I wake up from that coma, I'll pay what bills I have left <laughs> or what bills yeah. I can. <laughs> Because after I pay bills, I'm not going to have any money.
1: (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Uh, Jeremy, what do we got next?
0: Uh, Two strange trends are going on at the same time in craft beer. Um, On one hand, I don't have to tell you, the business of craft beer is getting tougher. While the market share for craft beer is growing, the larger beer market is selfish shrinking. There's still modest modest growth. Uh, uh, Bart Watson said that there was a 7% growth in sales at tap rooms and breweries over the last year, Uh, but that probably doesn't cover the uh, increase in the amount of tap rooms and breweries in that same amount of time. and is that growth in dollars or growth in volume? It doesn't. the It, it doesn't say. It just says a seven percent seven percent. I'm guessing it was in dollars, which could, you also can you can also chalk up to uh uh to the racing increase, prices, the increase of a price of of beer. It just says that the seven percent growth in sales. Um, and I really wasn't sure how to interpret that. Um, but maybe it's. I mean, it would it would ex- growth in dollars would explain why it's. Harder and harder for breweries uh, to keep the doors open. Um, and at the same time, f- over 500 breweries opened last year, which is albeit the lowest number we've seen in a decade, but it's not none. And it's more than the amount of breweries that closed, which was around 200. And there's a couple of articles that I found that I think sums up this uh, strange duality uh, pretty well. Um uh, the, the first is from the San Francisco Chronicle by uh, Esther Mobley, uh, and it describes what's happening in micro, what we've been seeing happening on the national level. Um, a lot of the o- older brands, brands celebrating their 20th anniversary or later in many cases, uh, grew up during the time of unbridled growth. Uh, craft beer was new and hip. People flooded the doors looking to taste one of these cool new IPAs. Uh Consequently, a lot of these breweries expanded with the same breakneck piece, pace of, of like something like Modern Times, which that worked out super well. If you've been listening to this podcast, you knew that that, that was a great idea. No notes. Um, only, only to find themselves in the 2020s with the tide receding. They finally have the brewery of their dreams, and half the tanks are empty because they just aren't moving the beer they once did. In fact, uh, there was uh, there was a port in that article... Of a of of one brewery that was uh that uh was uh that had mentioned one brewer somewhere that had mentioned that he was having trouble keeping up with his demand and was almost instantly inundated by uh uh from calls from neighboring breweries neighboring bigger ones who were saying hey do, do you want us to contract something for you we could con you can tra- for contract do you want to contract for something here you want fill our tanks please we're so lonely <laughs> oh and again uh, at what, on the neighborhood level we're seeing what we're seeing nationally uh, we mentioned already uh drake bought bear republic we talked about that one um uh daca beer bought federation um, full circle brought sp- bought speakeasy um erosion wine company uh whose founder is a brewery alum uh, bought half of moonlight brewing now if you're not in the middle of central california uh most of these doesn't probably don't sound familiar. And that's kind of the point. These aren't big national chains. Um, Speakeasy at its height produced a little over 32,000 barrels. Um, 2021, the last year they have data for that brewery. They produced around 5,000.
1: Damn. That's a big flop.
0: Uh, Their biggest, uh, the biggest drop was between um, uh, 2017 and 2018 at a, uh, dropping about 10,000 barrels in a year. So not, not what you want to say. And i and a lot of times, um, you have, as in the case of full circle and speakeasy, uh, you have an ascendant brand, uh, full circle who is growing, looking to increase their capacity. You have an older brand that's struggling speakeasy in this case, and the merger starts to make sense. You get the fully, you get the full functionality of a turnkey brewing brewery, um, Perhaps the opportunity to keep a beloved brand that's fallen on hard times alive, but you get a chance to expand without necessarily needing to, uh, to uh, uh, build out a whole new facility. Um, and a lot of these feel less like a corporate acquisition and more like two dudes who have fallen on hard times and they're going to save money by sharing an apartment for a little while. Um, and that's essentially what happened with Drake and Bear Republic. Now, as part of the deal, uh, Bear Republic has been scaled way back. They shut down their original brew pub in uh, in Helzberg, uh shortly after the merger, and then recently closed another re- location at uh, uh, Rodna- Rodnert Park. Um, Drake is keeping the brand; it uh, has a presence, a future, but they're not sure what it's going to look like. But more importantly, um, there were there they were two brands that both were not filled the capacity. And what they what they were they were able to do is essentially combine com, combine their forces, strip down the uh, the the uh, the excess of of either of them, and run one uh, run much one one more more much more efficient uh, operation. Two brands still, I think they're they they are still at this point in time, um, going to, planning on keeping Bear Republic, uh. It, it wants to have, it wants, uh, uh Drake wants to have a, a presence in the future with Bear Republic. They're not sure what it's going to look like going forward. They're still in the process of, uh, really scaling back a lot of things. Um, but then you have the other side of the story and this comes conveniently enough from the other side of the country. Um, in an opinion piece from the Charlotte observer by Daniel Hardis, um, saying why there's always another room for, for always more room for another brewery in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, much like the last story, it's heavily focused on one specific city, but the story it tells could easily be applied to just about any market you can think of. And the question they ask and answer is one I get all the time, and I'm sure you get as well. Uh, what is there a saturation point for breweries? And you got any thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I mean, we've said this, or I know at least I have before. Uh, beer is going to almost take like the like germany belgium approach where it's every town's got its gaggle of basically neighborhood pubs that are actually breweries uh it is the the day of being a big regional player or coast to coast brewery they're they're dead and gone for 99.999 percent of breweries uh, you'll have the occasional one that takes off and gains that national relevance and goes, but for the most part, the juice isn't worth the squeeze to try to distribute. You're gonna, we're just gonna start seeing more thousand barrel breweries, fifteen hundred barrel breweries a year, where they're hitting that, they're selling it all in the tap room and maybe to a couple of bars and restaurants around town, and that's kind of what they're satisfied with and good to go.
0: Um, I mean, there is obviously a point at which a local economy can't support addi- additional businesses of any variety, um, and it's mm-hmm. obviously very dependent on local economy. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, New Glarus famously runs the current number twelve largest craft brewery in one fucking state. You can you really can only do that in one fucking state. <laughs> I don't think you could. Be- <laughs> Wisconsin, you are a, you are a bunch of drunken motherfuckers, and I love you, um, but your state is also horrible. You, I, 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 I once went to uh, uh, I once went to Green Bay. If you Bay. lived
1: in Wisconsin, you would drink a lot.
0: Went I once made a mis- mistake of, of, of going to Green Bay, and someone asked uh, when I, they found out I wasn't from Wisconsin. They uh, by way of uh, asking where I was from, they asked, "Oh, what team do you what football team do you root for?" They said, "What team?" I assumed football to which I said, uh, I don't really watch football. And uh, you, my, I might as well walked into a Catholic church and just screamed right in the middle of Mass, who's that fucker on the cross? Uh, <laughs> it, didn't,
1: yeah. it was like that
0: scene in an Old West where like everybody stops nope. and looks, looks over, the piano player stops. Nope. And
1: <laughs> Only thing that would have been worse would have been if you were like, oh, I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> think
0: that would have, I mean, I think no, that would have no, been worse. <laughs> would it have? I mean, I, I guess, I guess um, religious uh, hatred is stronger amongst uh, opposing sides of the same religion than it is actually for infidels. So there actually might be some wisdom to that uh, by just yeah. being a, by, by being a, a football atheist. I was despised, but not as much as being on the wrong side of a schism. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh to but to, to more fully answer the question on whether or not uh an economy can sport another fucking craft brewery you have to zoom in even much closer than a city uh, nowadays you're talking about an economy that exists in suburbs or even specific neighborhoods um and this has come with changing ideas on how even to run a successful brewery uh one point um in time you were talking about the the economics on the city level um and with most breweries opening in one part of town, usually very close together. Um, uh, uh, Bart Watson, who was interviewed for this, uh, said, uh, quote, I think for a while there were beneficial effects what's called economic clustering. Uh, There's been good academic research on this too. For a long time, the best predictor of where a brewery went in was where there were already breweries. When the market was growing a lot, I think that made a lot of sense. Uh, But with the slowing growth, the economic opportunity lies not being... Just another brewery in a strip of breweries, Uh, but being, as you said, the local watering hole, the place where your neighbors gather, have a beer, listen to a local band, maybe that's where they have their book club meeting, um, relies less on whether the market as a whole can support it, but whether or not this neighborhood can support it or wants to support it, especially if there's nothing nearby, which kind of feeds into a unifying theme from both articles. Uh, we said this before, but it, I think it bears repeating. You know, The more evidence you can shove towards this idea, the better, I think. Uh, the days when you could just fire up a three-barrel system, kick open the doors, and just be a wash in cash, they're as gone as what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the former owner, uh, uh, or uh, back in San Francisco, uh, the article talked to the, a brewery owner, uh, Regan Long, who owned local brewing company. Uh, for that's the name of it, local brewing company. That's kind of cute. Real uh,
1: fucking original.
0: <laughs> uh, she owned God, that... I hate some people. <laughs> she... Well, then you'll be happy to how this story ends. She ran that brewery for twenty years, and then found herself without a brewery when the entire thing burned to the ground. So. <laughs>
1: oh, well now I feel kind of bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, she yeah, fucking people not creative. She's a terrible person. Her brewery brewed burned to that burned to ashes. that she deserves it. <laughs>
1: I mean, I wanted her to, like,
0: run the business into the ground, not burn it to the ground. Oh. She might have done so for the insurance. I don't. It didn't say exactly how the fire started. But um, she is thinking about opening a new project and also using the insurance money to buy a, a smaller brewery and then running two brands. she was quoted in the article, quote, I wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense to redo exactly what we did in 2015 and be blind to the fact that the beer industry has changed. Uh, the former owner of Bear Republic, Ricardo Norgrove, uh, was also quoted about the future of Bear Republic, quote, I won't do a traditional brew public we did in Rodnert Park. I just don't think that model is lasting. I don't think it's relevant anymore. Back in Charlotte, the argument is there's always room for one more comes from this observation by Watson. He noted that when it comes to other businesses, we don't tend to focus on something as broad as saturation points. We tend to look at the actual business and judge it by itself. Um, and to quote him quote in most markets we don't think about this because we're at a more mature marketplace where this is already naturally how we think about it people really don't look people really look at it on its own merits it's something new is it something different um, I mean for example you've got a restaurant you know you say well there's you know you know already X amount of restaurants in the city already do we do we really need another restaurant they're kind of like, okay well what kind of restaurant is, are you are you doing something different is are you focusing on something, or is it? Or what's
1: you, your niche? What makes you stand out?
0: Right, and that is exactly where where, where the 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 craft brew market is headed. Is like, what is your niche? I mean, is you know, we serve an area of the, we serve an area of the city where you you that is completely underserved or not served at all, or we're doing this different, or we've got I don't know donkey shows. There's nobody in town doing donkey shows. I'm just saying because uh, I think it's illegal in the state of idaho well I mean I'm just like talking like like you put one in the in, in, a, in a in a in a in the bar they do tricks like bounce a ball on its nose why what were you thinking about
1: <laughs> uh where they do stand up comedy
0: oh okay yeah that's definitely legal any any type of uh of comedy is illegal in idaho um i have to i have to get a VPN just to do this podcast enable in order to get the few dick jokes out so <laughs> <laughs> and the and the veil represents the bestiality tyler what's next <laughs> well speaking of bestiality oh. <laughs> and dick jokes <laughs> hold on I'll crack into it because that seems like a good uh, uh a good point to uh uh crack into the fort george here um they're they're uh, a rice logger. See that's a little bit more like how I think the rice lager should be. Uh, it's not as sweet, and it's I mean it's got a cleaner it's got a cleaner, drier sensation. Um, still like a little bit of like doughy sweetness on the back. Very very light hop touch that kind of uh, uh, that kind of cleanses the palate. Um, it's just slightly less sweet, slightly more drinkable than Harland. I mean I think you're, it's, I'm I'm reminiscent of of judging. Um, a category like cream ale or American lager or something where they put like 12 fucking ghostly pale beers in front of you like pick the best one fuck me um, <laughs> <laughs> and you you start making up off flavors like this thing has hop scoodles uh, it definitely has hop scoodles they scoodled their hops um, and everyone's and- like oh yeah I've heard about that yeah, I taste that too. That this is this is the most scoodled beer I've ever had. Oh god, yeah, you could uh, you can fucking smell that scoodle and uh and and you know and then, like you write down like to prevent hop scoodling, um, don't scoodle your beers. Uh, don't scoodle your hops. And then the brewer looks at the fucking tasting <laughs> notes like, What the fuck is a hop scoodle? <laughs> and uh off flavor is invented. <laughs> What I... Are you judging NABA this year, Jeremy? I am not. I, uh, I, 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 it was it, uh, the, the my wife was uh, un unwilling to give me another week uh, away from the toddler this time around. So, I was gonna say, if you are, I will give you a hundred dollars
1: to write that in a note,
0: <laughs> just to write it in a note. Because I feel like if to really, to really like sell it, you, I have to like to to come out. With that confidence in a at a table and be like, yeah, oh, yeah, and so you, no, no, like I want that on the tasting note that get sent
1: back to a brewer somewhere.
0: be like, what the fuck is a hop scoodle? A hundred bucks to just put it on the tasting note, five hundred dollars to confidently defend it at a table. <laughs> I think we can crowdsource this. <laughs> not gonna work now we've already we've it's out on the internet somebody's gonna out me <laughs> although it's a very obscure obscure podcast like only one person in the room if you're listening to this podcast you're now in on the joke so uh you know you should <laughs> you should just go along with it. oh yeah hop scoodling yeah i've definitely yeah yeah hold on let me try that oh god yeah that that those those hops have been <laughs> fully scoodled. that god why would you scootle right up <laughs> Uh preview of coming attractions. Oh <laughs> uh, well So scoodle, I'm still stuck on f- fucking hot scoodle. What the fuck is wrong with me, Pop Scoodle? This is what have this is what my brain is like when it's absolutely exhausted.
1: <laughs> well so Purdue the poultry company is apparently getting into the beer
0: business. Because who the f- again? Why does everybody want the the best years of this industry are over? Are you listening to me? Have you not listened to this podcast? Okay, this is no longer the the industry of the you know uh, high school football champ who scored four touchdowns in one game. This is the this is that same guy in his. 30s hasn't done shit since then. He works at his dad op, dad's auto parts store and telling anybody who stands still long enough going, "Yeah, I scored four touchdowns in one game." They're like, "Cool. Can can you can you help me find those fucking headlights, please?" This is what my brain wow. <laughs> This industry is shit. I mean, why would you want in? That's where I was going with this. <laughs> well, Purdue is kind of taking a little different approach.
1: Uh, they're going to be selling a 12 and a half ounce can of beer, which I was like, why the fuck is it 12 and a half ounces?
0: Okay, I, um, I I saw that, and I I guess I assumed it was a misprint or something. They're like, why would you do 12 and a half ounce? Is that the optimal amount of beer for a beer can chicken? The only
1: thing I can think of is because like a can of wine is a different ounce than a can of beer because milliliter's. wine has... Yes, where twelve ounces
0: is three fifty-five. Although usually it goes the other direction because when you go to milliliters, they the can is usually smaller, like eleven point seven five. Yeah, so uh, is that just the, thing- the, the right size and diameter to fully cram up a chicken's pooper? Apparently, okay. But they're doing a twelve and a half ounce can of beer
1: made specifically for Beer Can Chicken uh, and releasing this before uh, Memorial Day weekend because apparently according to their research the most Googles search
0: for Beer Can Chicken happens right before Memorial Day through Labor Day. I mean, um, grilling season. That that completely makes yes. sense. That's So, uh, they are going to be selling
1: this. It is a Honey double citrus summer ale that's brewed with classic grilled chicken seasonings like rosemary thyme and pink peppercorn. Uh, it'll be fourteen ninety nine for a six pack. It'll only be sold online,
0: and it goes on sale May twenty second. Four days from from this moment, uh, three days from when this podcast drops, assuming I get it out on time, which right as I'm feeling right now is a big maybe. But yeah,
1: so they partnered with uh, the Manhattan-based brewery, Torch and Crown Brewing Company, um, and they are they basically with the whole intent they want the perfect beer to marinate from the inside out keep the chicken moist and basically make the best tasting beer can chicken you can and that is the only purpose of this beer there is no information on it like alcohol percentage i can't read in that fucking picture
0: i couldn't find the article i I looked at this too i couldn't find abv um although it I mean, it was made to be like it was. Besides, besides, besides being uh, the the optimal beer um, uh, from ex- no doubt ex- exhaustive research, the optimal beer to cram up a chicken and and roast. Have you made beer can chicken? I I, I yes. i, I I've, I've never done it.
1: Uh, I have. It is a solid go to if you want to barbecue a whole chicken. Um,
0: so. But I mean, besides being a besides being you know the 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 best beer for that particular activity, it's they also try to make something that just be nice to drink by itself, a nice refreshing summer beer. So I'm guessing not terribly high in ABV. Um, I don't know. And I'm on the website
1: where you can buy it. It's five and a half percent. Um, and it is a limit of two six packs that you can buy per customer uh and they will only ship to certain states and I'm going to bet my bottom dollar that Idaho is not one of those states
0: I uh, I mean it, it given the given the beer laws we've talked about uh, uh, yeah it's not 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 a great chance no Well I'm gonna save this and I'm gonna see if I can buy a 1499
1: six pack. Probably get a the equivalent of a beer can shoved up a chicken's ass in shipping, and uh, see if we can try it on the podcast.
0: Um, fun fact: I was just I just wanted to see it's not released yet, so my my hopes weren't high. I wanted to see if the beer was on Untapped yet. It is not. Uh, but beer can chicken so far, the only brewery that produces it is New Riga's Brewery out of Moscow, Russia, or uh, Vol- Volomusk. Uh, Moscow Oblast Russia all right so uh, I guess what I'm saying is that Purdue uh is a, a is a uh, uh an obvious Russian front um they are they're they're selling a spear can chicken Russian spice but what they're really what that what what that what, what that can is really going to do is instantly turn that can communist yep um it's and, gonna
1: turn that chicken into a
0: commie Yep, and then it's gonna like parade around your house, uh, possibly wearing makeup, drinking Bud Light. Yep, that's that. And that's, then saying that women shouldn't have to mud wrestle. Exactly. Well, no, they're saying that women should mud wrestle uh, mm. to 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 sell beer uh, because that's that's their 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 place, and to say otherwise is is um, uh, against uh, the fine uh, communist overlords in Russia. Mm. Who also listen it falls apart really quick the whole point is is that uh russian plot tyler do you have anything else for us Uh,
1: just a quick thing uh vine Pear came out with an article um uh, that said that is basically an infographic on what states a- allow you and don't allow you to drink in a public park and since it's coming to that time of year where the sun's out and everyone wants to act like a homeless person and drink in public
0: spaces, figured we'd give you the quick update. It's only acting like a homeless person if it's in a brown paper bag. Fair enough. Well, if you're doing it out um, in the if you're doing it out in the open, then then you're just being a hipster in a in a better state than Idaho cuz I'm guessing Idaho is definitely on the thou shalt not list.
1: You would be incorrect.
0: Am I, really? You
1: can drink in a public park in Idaho. Um, then there h- are a few caveats, uh, but a uh, couple of the, just kind of looking at the West Coast, so there's, the categories are no or proceed with caution, and then in the actual article, they kind of give little updates on like, hey, you may want to check, there. there's these certain regulations. Washington is the only one in the Pacific Northwest where it is a straight up, no, really. I want to think and Washington, then,
0: Washington's it's it's kind of a groovy uh, uh, state. You think they'd be more open to just random drunkenness?
1: Mm-hmm. uh Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico basically wrap up from the end of Montana all the way to the coast. Those are the states that say no. Okay. Uh, but since we're based here in Idaho. Uh, I'll read you the little blurb on Idaho. It says, looking to enjoy a beer or wine in a Boise public park? Well, you're in luck. According to Boise City Code, beer and wine are allowed in most parks. However, no other alcoholic beverages are permitted. Groups need a permit to possess over seven and a half gallons of beer or wine. Uh, And then you can't have it within 200 feet of the Boise Greenbelt.
0: Yeah, that was... yeah yeah they're, they're, which I mean that that strikes me as is is kind of dumb but cuz the Be- greenbelt runs right next to the river so they don't want people throwing no, I... beer bottles in the river Well no it was part of their it, it was part of their uh their effort to to uh stop the uh the 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 highly drunken activity of floating the river uh uh the floating the Boise River downtown half in the bag and i with with good reason that was that was getting to be uh really out of control there was it was uh 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 people were behaving like well people from Idaho do yep um
1: uh, well since we talked about Wisconsin Wisconsin is Hey, you can drink. In the park. Uh, with... So, the blurb is, Picnics finally get a win in Wisconsin, with a few exceptions. Anyone over the age of 21 can bring alcoholic beverages to picnics or campsites in Wisconsin State Parks and Forests, and that's
0: it. Oh, so not like a public city park.
1: Uh... Yeah, I didn't say anything on whether you could do a
0: public city park, but it's Wisconsin, so I'm assuming you can. I mean, wait—is there states where you can't drink in a like a state, uh, uh, like a like a like a uh, a forest uh, uh, or a, a, a state park?
1: I think it's up to the
0: state parks'
1: discretion.
0: There are places you can go camping and not have booze.
1: Uh, I don't think anyone really enforces it, but I'm assuming Washington's one of those
0: places. For, I mean, then uh, absolutely nobody enforces that because that's, that, that's, I don't understand the point of camping if you're, if you're not, if you're not sitting around a fire getting absolutely lit as, as the fire itself. But here's a quick rundown of places that you should avoid if you're trying
1: to drink outdoors and parks. Washington, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Minnesota, West Virginia, Virginia, and South Carolina. I mean, and I can't tell if Hawaii is the right color.
0: Um, that could. Please don't. No one. Please no one take that specific uh uh, 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 uh phrase out of context. Um, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> two things number one that is a that is a oppressive rundown of a, a lot of the worst states in, uh, in 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 the United States with the exception of New Mexico that's a that, that's still pretty for the most part um, i like new mexico wow I I was expecting you to shit on New Mexico. No, no. New Mexico is fine. I mean, it's, 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 oh, well, okay. Santa Fe is awesome. Uh, uh, Albuquerque is, uh, is, is, is where. The shithole? It's where uh, they took a team of horses, gave them all uh, a nuclear grade laxative, and then they used that to build a city. Um, Okay, actually, New Mexico is, there's like, there's like a, like about. Like a fifty-mile radius. That's kind of cool. Um, and then the rest is garbage. And then there's also the national laboratory where you just a bunch. Of ha- you have a you have a bunch of like uh, uh of of people who think they're very smart sitting in the desert, going, "Yeah, we develop nuclear weapons. We sell uh we, we sell tequila now. Trying to uh, well, <laughs> New Mexico shit. Uh, I guess Jerry- that's what I'm saying. <laughs> before we shit <laughs> on another state is there anything else you got I'm surprised Mississippi and Alabama are not on the absolutely no go list Well Mississippi
1: you can legally drink a beer while you're driving down the road as long as you are below the legal limit
0: I got that fucking state so weird I didn't know that was cuz it was also the same state that uh, that uh, cleared prohibition 2 years ago They finally mm-hmm. cleared it off again from- didn't enforce it. <laughs> they cleared that off. The, and slavery, it turns out. Apparently slavery was legal there for uh, until like five years ago when someone said, oh, shit, the, the governor actually didn't actually sign this. Um, wow, that looks bad. Wow, that wow. looks bad. <laughs> uh, we might want to sign that. And but we're, I mean, we're all clear on that We we, we vaccinate we... <laughs> it? Okay. <laughs> We, we, that's what we want to do, right? I mean, we're still like... Uh, no, 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 yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Slavery was bad. Slavery slavery was bad. But this is... This. We're, okay, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Mississippi's even worse than New Mexico. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> this says, <laughs> Who is gonna defend Mississippi? Seriously, who... <laughs> There's... There's three, uh, you o- got me there. there's three, there's three old guys in white suits who are lawyers going, oh, the, the, state of Mississippi was uh, founded by my grandpappy, who, uh, had sex with his sister right there, and, uh, that's what makes this the greatest, uh, s- s- state in the whole union. <clears throat> anyway, this has been, <laughs> it's so uh, I'm gonna need a week off because shit, this has been a weird week. Um, uh, if you need to get a hold, of, if you, if you're from if you're from uh, Mississippi and engaged in neither incest nor bestiality, uh, you can uh uh you can tell us off at, uh, uh, on email. That's it's all here at gmail.com. Um, I post random pictures and shit on, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just us it's all beer. You can get this podcast on, uh, Spotify or iTunes or, uh, uh, several other places. I think it's, uh, I think it may even be on, uh, uh, YouTube. I'm not really, I'm listen, I'm about to fall asleep. So let's, uh, let's, let's end this charade right now. Uh, I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Kylie Zimmerman. I'm going to pass the fuck out. Uh, can you give me some levels here? Oh, fuck! Uh, I think the little yeah. Here's what f- I think the little fucker. Nope, there he goes again. God damn him!
1: <laughs>
0: Ugh, I shouldn't laugh, but it's
1: okay. I, I... <laughs> I was going to say, I laugh because I know I'm going to be in the same boat soon enough.
0: Uh, just go here's to my normal voice. Just go to sleep, you little shit nugget. Just go to fucking sleep. You'll, you'll feel better if you just go to sleep, you little shit nugget.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm like, if only I could tell you in a couple years, you'll long for a nap.